Welcome to Scale Your Business Radio with your hosts, David Finkel and Jeff Hoffman. Hi, Scale Listeners. This is David Finkel, and welcome to Scale Your Business Radio. Welcome back. We were talking before we left in the last break about direct response marketing secrets that every business owner needs to know. And what we did was we prefaced it with this understanding that, look, the world of marketing has changed fundamentally in a lot of ways, right? Uh, people out there are more skeptical. People out there are more guarded. There are more filters. I mean, all of us do it, myself included. We build filters. We build screens. We build blocks to keep marketing messages away from us. And at the same time, there are hundreds of times of more marketing messages that call for our attention today than there were 30 or 40 years ago. At the same time, though, even though the world has changed with the, the way that maturing of the Internet with how it's being used for business, social media, etc., there are still some fundamental principles from direct response marketing that directly apply to today. Just because they were discovered years ago doesn't mean that they are no longer current. They are absolutely current. So we're covering several of them. I want to continue on here. The next one I want to talk about was this idea of lead capture. Um, this is one that we forget to do a lot of times as a small business owner. If we have a company and maybe it's doing $1 million or $5 million or $7 million a year in sales, sometimes we forget to formally have ways of capturing our window shoppers to get them to formally introduce themselves to us. So, for example, um, you know, I was at a magic show here in Jackson Hole, Wyoming last year. It was amazing. This guy was a really cool magician. He had won the World Championship of Magic. And we were watching the show, but before the show started, he had a, a slideshow going on and had all kinds of stuff that were there, including his Facebook thing, a, a request for us to become Facebook friends and text 55 blah, blah, blah to this, you know, text this word to this phone number and you'll get this happening. Or would you like to be part of the show? Text this to that. And there are all these ways that he was building his list, building his audience by getting us that were the window shoppers, so to speak, the people that he didn't know but he knew that we were interested enough to be his target market because we were there in the theater and we'd shelled out 40 bucks a ticket for our family per person. And he was trying to capture that part, which was really smart on his part. Another example of this, um, you know, I, I, I just even thinking there's someone comes up to the cash register and they say, wonderful, we're ready to, to check you out here. And, oh, by the way, um, what's your email address? They'll ask. We'd love to send you some coupons so we can keep you saving money the next time you come back. Another example of that that you'll see on websites are those pop-ups that come up that say, hey, here's a special report or the five-part video training course. Now, sometimes that can be annoying, but generally they work really well. And if the, the person who came to the site to begin with is interested in that, and if the offer is compelling, oftentimes they'll do that. Now, all of us know this works, but many of us in our businesses just forget to do that. So can you go back and tweak your systems? so that you capture more of your window shoppers so that they formally tell you who they are so you can start getting into a relationship with them. You know, look at the way customers regularly come into contact with your business, especially if there's a number of anonymous window shoppers who you don't know where they are. What one offer or one tactic could you employ to get them to give you their contact information in exchange for you giving them something of value? Now, next one I want to share with you, understanding and measuring the lifetime value or the LTV of a customer for you. you know, one of the things you know in direct response marketing is it's not just about what one thing they buy. It's about what do they go on to buy over the long haul. 
and yet as business owners, sometimes we forget to, to monetize this, to actually come up with the actual number. So I'm going to ask you, take 15 or 20 minutes sometime in the coming week and look at what is your client's average lifetime value revealed to you about what you could or should be willing to invest in lead acquisition. What else should it tell you about how you run your business? Does it tell you that if you see different people are spending different amounts, that you have an opportunity to take and work with different folks and offer them more based on that part? You know, so often we think, oh, we've got 20% of our clients buy, you know, spend $1,000 per person, whereas 80% only spend 100 I should focus on getting those 100 to spend more. That's a good tactic, by the way. But I'll also tell you that of those 20% that spend 1000 there's probably another 20 or 30% of those that will spend five or $10,000 with you if you had a wonderful and compelling high-value offer to make for them. So don't forget to look at the lifetime value of your customers that way. Next one I'll share with you, number seven. You have to learn how to sell. I know this is not glamorous. I know we think we should just be able to have staff that do all of this here. But the truth of the matter is that every business owner, one of the key skills we need to learn about is the skill to sell. You know, and I'll tell you that whether we're selling one-to-one -one or one-to-a-group or through an ad or a video or an email or a web page, these are nothing more than capturing your best sales moments on paper or on video or electronically. In every one of these communications, you need to learn how to effectively sell. So let me share with you what I think are probably the four, my four favorite books about selling. Um, and I hope that you consider getting one or more of them. The first is The Secrets of High Ticket Selling by a guy by the name of Hal Slater, S-L-A-T-E-R. I can't believe this wasn't a bestseller. It seems like no one even knew about it. I don't think this, the book sold very well, which is ironic, I know. But it was a phenomenal book about selling. I read it close to 15 years ago. A wonderful book. The next one is a classic, Spin Selling by Neil Rackham. The guy did a wonderful job about pulling a lot of data together about what works and what doesn't work around selling. It's a great primer sales course uh, in a book. The third one is another kind of a undercover one. I don't think many of you will have ever heard of it before. It's written by a guy by the name of Paul Hogan, H-O-G-A-N. I know he's got the same name as that Australian guy that used to say, hey, throw another shrimp on the Barbie, but it's a great book. It's a different guy who wrote it. It's called The Psychology of Persuasion. The Psychology of Persuasion. And the final book that I think would be really important for you is a book called Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion by Robert Kyle Dini. And this is probably the best known of that one, plus spin selling. Kyle Dini wrote a book, and this book really went into the six main influencing um, shortcuts that people make and how you can use that as a marketer or as a salesperson. It's a wonderful book. You'll get a great enjoyment out of it. Plus, it's very entertaining. So, uh, influence, the psychology of persuasion. I think he's probably on the third edition now for that one. But uh, get a copy of these. Next one here, number eight. The thing about direct response marketing we've learned is that facts tell, but stories are what sell. The power of a well-told story can move our hearts. I mean, think about it. Uh, major disaster happens. If we go and share with you, hey, there are four million people who are struggling with this, it's going to feel overwhelming and you're not going to do anything. It's too fact-based. It's going to be an intellectual appeal. And they've done all these studies about this. But if I make the appeal by talking about um, uh, Susan and her family of three kids and the devastation after the hurricane hit her home 
and we emphasize her story, you wouldn't believe how much money is going to flow from that perspective. Same thing in your business. Focus on the story of one or two. Don't focus on trying to tell the facts about the situation. Bring it to the level of a story. Let me give an example for that. So one of our clients has, I mean, this is probably the most mundane of all businesses that you can think of, right? They have a fireplace company. Think about that. They, they make fireplaces, not the, the build out of the chimneys, but they do the inserts to fireplaces or do patio um, um, barbecues and so forth. Yeah, not, not necessarily what you would consider a necessity in life, more of a luxury. Well, as their people sell, they can share examples. Oh, Mrs. Smith over here had something, and here's what we did. Let me show you the picture of how it turned out for her. Inside of that story, it makes such a dramatic difference. And you can see your sales skyrocket. So tell it in the form of a story. Stories sell, facts tell. Number nine and the final one that I want to share here and these direct, direct response secrets are to find your keywords. Now, way back when, in direct response marketing, would have said, hey, you need to find your headline. You need to find your headline. And this is what they would have said. And so for you, what you needed to have found back then was to test in classified ads or to test through direct response headlines or to test through teaser copy of display advertisements. What are the 5 to 15 or 20 words? Usually it's going to be closer to 5 to 12 words that's your headline, that just works, that when you put it in the water, that your target market swarms and creates a feeding frenzy of interest and passion about this. In today's world, it's less about probably the direct response marketing in terms of an ad, but in many cases, it's about the headline of a subject, like, for example, in an email, or maybe it's a keyword that you're going to use for your SEO. Or maybe for you, it's about finding the right languaging for your pay-per-click. The key words for your company have become the equivalent of what a headline was 10, 15, 20 years ago. And you need to find them because the difference is everything. I'll share with you we're at a place where we screwed this up. You know, one of my businesses is Maui Mastermind. And for years, we've had our business coaching program. And prior, though, at one point, we started off calling it our business consulting program because our coaching staff that we work with these are all people who built multi-million dollar companies that just work with us part-time and we give them the structure for the coaching side. And so we felt by maybe calling them consultants, we would differentiate ourselves from these mom and pom coaches that have really never had business success. But what we found was no one searched under business consultant. The people who are our target market, people with companies that were one to $20 million a year in sales, these were people that if they were looking for our services would search under business coaching. And so it took us about a year and a half before we finally recognized that. And I think about all we wasted for not having chosen those words earlier. So what are your key words? And how can you make sure that you find them sooner, not later? Because <laughs> it makes such a difference. So these are all really important direct response marketing secrets that still apply even in an Internet world. So I know we talk about all this stuff about uh, social media has changed everything. Well, it hasn't changed what I've just described to you. So I really hope you take that to heart. And we've seen this with thousands of clients, that these are the things that make a difference. So you're listening to the Scale Your Business radio show. We'll be right back in a moment talking about the power of why. We'll be right back in a moment. Hi, 
Scale listener, this is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. If you've ever wanted to grow your business but held yourself back from fear that it would take over your life, then we urge you to get your copy of Scale today. It'll give you a proven roadmap for rapidly growing your business while also gaining more personal freedom. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Scale is for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at ScaleYourBusinessToolkit.com. That's ScaleYourBusinessToolkit.com.